Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. I wrote you a poem. Really? Roses are red, violets are blue, dating's fucked up, and also, fuck you. Gorgeous song. That's right. Poem. Dating is so fucked up, right? <laughs> oh my god, so fucked up. And that's why we're shitting all over it on this week's episode, okay? That's coming right after Worst Things First, obviously, where I give you all the weirdest news of the week. Then we're going to be diving into dating and love. Because I found the answer to the age-old question once famously asked in 2003 by the Black Eyed Peas featuring Justin Timberlake. Don't know the question I'm referring to? First of all, fuck you, that's an iconic song. Secondly, the question is, where is the love? Where is the love? Where is the love? And the answer is, in the dumpster that's on fire right outside your bathroom window. I wish I had a window in my bathroom. Same. Although I did once and I think it just made it hotter. After that heated deep dive, we're bringing in a true dating expert who is also an expert on complaining about dating, aka we're talking to comedian Elaine Moore, creator of Tinder Live, author. We got all that and more, so let's get into it, let's do it, let's touch our tongues together and start the show! All right, worst things first, here's my favorite terrible news of the week. First, 
A man has been arrested at a Planet Fitness in New Hampshire. Oh, no. Because he was completely naked doing <laughs> yoga. And when he was apprehended, he told police he thought the gym was a judgment-free zone. Wow. You know, because, he's got a point. Yeah. Planet Fitness, their like slogan is, the world judges, we don't. At Planet Fitness, be free. You're basically asking people to be naked and do yoga. Yeah. What do you... I mean, I don't want a victim blame. But that's what I'm doing. Because when you say, <laughs> when you're here, be free. Well, who's the real victim? Everybody who had to watch this man oh, do okay. yoga. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Eric, his name is Eric. He's a 34-year-old from Massachusetts. He walked into Planet Fitness, got naked, walked back and forth a couple of times, and then finally settled on the yoga mats. And when police arrived, they found him totally nude in a quote, yoga type position. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. So it wasn't even a yoga class. He just I don't dropped so. to the yoga mat and was like, let's do this. Right. Which I think that is the most egregious part of the story. It's like, who goes to the gym just to do yoga by themselves? Yeah, no. You You're do that insane. in your home. Yeah. It's not even the naked part. It's the <laughs> yoga part that is most infuriating to me. <sighs> but it's true. If you can't be naked at Planet Fitness, what planet can you be naked on? Uranus. <laughs> oh. oh. Next. Pepperidge Farm is voluntarily recalling four varieties of goldfish crackers. Oh shit, we eat a lot of those in this office. <laughs> of fears that they might have salmonella. No, salmonella. 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 <laughs> Basically, one of the suppliers of ingredients notified Pepperidge Farm that whey powder that they use in seasoning may have been contaminated. So there's like four levels of may. No <laughs> illnesses have been reported, but still, Pepperidge Farm is recalling the following flavors. <laughs> Flavor Blasted Extra Cheddar, <laughs> spelled X-T-R-A. Flavor Blasted Sour Cream and Onion, Goldfish baked with whole grain extra cheddar and goldfish mix extra cheddar plus pretzel. These names are so upsetting. <laughs> Honestly, the only natural thing in this is the salmonella. Also, what the fuck is whey powder? Isn't that what people use to get buff? Yeah. It comes it's in goldfish? That's fantastic news for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next... This story was on Twitter a bunch. A mind-controlling parasite uh, found in cat shit mm -hmm. may give people the courage they need to become entrepreneurs. There you go. There you go. If you want to start a business, eat a cat's butt. Don't need to go to business school. Just take that litter box, turn it upside down. So basically, researchers found that people infected with the Toxoplasma Gandhi parasite. That's probably not how you pronounce it. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> seems like you're blaming Gandhi for this. That's how it's spelled G-O-N-D-I-I. -I. Anyway, people with this parasite are more likely to major in business and to have started their own business than non-infected people. Also, toxoplasmosis has been linked to a greater risk of car accidents, mental illness, neuroticism, drug abuse, and suicide. So it's not all starting a risky business, you know? It's more just like a fun coincidence. <clears throat> the parasite is in cat poop, and it's because the, the idea is that 
rats eat it and then they become unafraid of the cats and it's the parasite's way of making sure that the cats eat the rat and then give birth to more parasites wow that's parasites are fucked up yeah parasites are fucked up and finally a man detained by officers in maryland told police he worked at Krispy Kreme and he could hook them up with donuts whenever they want if he let them go. Honestly, use use what you got. Yeah. If I worked at Krispy Kreme, I would dish out those donuts to get me everything I wanted. I mean, the best donut is the Krispy Kreme cinnamon donut. Whoa. Period, by the way. I mean, of all donuts. All right. That's an insane statement to make. Um, but... I feel like Krispy Kreme donuts are too jizzy. There's too, it's like, they just are like dipped in, it's just, it's like thoroughly fucked with glaze. Yeah. Like thoroughly fucked. It like against the wall. circle jerk. Just like fully bukkakied in daytime too. Full lights, all the lights on. And that's it for Worst Things First. Next up... We're taking you to Magianos and breaking your hearts. That's right. We're diving deep into dating. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive. So last night I was in a cab home just just minding my business. Thinking about the sandwich I was going to eat when I got inside, which is true. I basically I agonized for like 30 minutes about whether I should order a sandwich because it was 11 p.m. and I hadn't had dinner. Mm. And I was like, am I hungry enough to order a sandwich before I go to sleep or should I just like go to sleep? So I saw a nutritionist this week and she was like, only eat when you're hungry. Stop just shoving food in your face, you fucking animal. And... <laughs> Anyway, I did order a chicken salad sandwich at 11.45 p.m. But before that, I was in a cab. And I saw this from the corner of my eye. A man and a woman standing in the misty night, snuggled tightly together, tongue-punching one another for the entire world to see. And me and the cab driver just sat there staring. Is it a red light? or No, it's green light. (laughs) And we sat there. Engines revving. And I was disgusted. It got me thinking, couples are disgusting. And the whole the whole song and dance of dating is disgusting. So this week's deep dive is all about dating, specifically first dates, the front hallway of the relationship, where you just kick off your shoes, get mud everywhere, but the fucking dog runs in and takes a shit on the ground. It's where you keep the glitter box. It's where everyone's coats get thrown all over. So let's get into it. This is why dating is the fucking worst. Basically, let's just lay it out right out right off the top. Everybody is secretly garbage, okay? And dating is just a complicated dance to pretend like you're not garbage long enough to trick someone into loving you. And then, surprise! It's like a jack-in-the-box. Except instead of a clown that pops out, it's your fucking reality. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> End of deep dive. That's all that has to be said. 
Uh, my least favorite part of not only dating, but any meeting of new people is the question, what are your, your hobbies and interests? It comes up. <laughs> you ever just ask someone, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, what's your hobby? hobbies and or interests but so much so much of getting to know someone is basically asking that question and there's no good answer there's no good answer to the question what are your hobbies and interests that doesn't make you sound like you're a fucking alien trying to figure out like what humans are like so you can invade (sighs) you think animals have this question no they just fucking get it over with also, dating on the internet is like ordering from the Olive Garden menu, okay? You, th- you think you're getting a beautiful plate of steamy chicken Alfredo. What comes to the table? A fistful of limp noodles covered in cat vomit. Nobody is what they say they are. I've watched enough catfish to know that all relationships are based on lies and deceit. All of them. No exceptions. Next! All dating shows set a terrible example of what dating actually is. I have been led to believe for most of my life that dating is just a series of guys coming off of a bus and me shouting, Next! Oh my god, is that where you were They inspired? should bring that back! You should host Next! I should host oh Next! Oh my god! I always loved all of the uh, the bios when they walked off the bus. And it was always the most useless information. Because that's what dating is. It's like, Jeff loves pizza, <laughs> once killed a sheep on the side of the road, <laughs> <laughs> can sing the alphabet backwards, but only up to W. It's also ridiculous that, like, dating shows set up this this idea that, like, you win. You win the date. <laughs> you don't go on a date. You win a date. I think my favorite dating show is Baggage. Do you know it? I don't. I think it was only on the Game Show Network, and I used to watch it all the time. It's hosted by Jerry Springer, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the concept of Baggage is that there's one uh, contestant and then three possible suitors, and they each have... A bag and they open it and it is an item of quote-unquote baggage it's like some dirty secret from their past but they are like progressively more serious so it'll start being like i bite my fingernails (laughs) every day and then the last one is always like i gave birth in the back of like a taxi cab and (laughs) like murdered the taxi cab driver It's always, in, it, yeah, I mean, I love it. And then basically they pick a person and then they reveal the like worst of it. And then it's like, can you live with this? I would say next, Room Raiders, Tila Tequila, whatever that show was. Like that one actually was probably the first time I like saw uh, by representation in television. <laughs> <laughs> but I say uh, those yes. shows like taught me about love. Tila Tequila, representative of the bi community and... <laughs> The flat earth truth or community. <laughs> <laughs> A trailblazer on so many accounts. <sighs> Next! Dating is like ordering from the Sears catalog. And then it's like, great, n- now I have to live with this dumb sweater that I thought looked good on me in 1998 for the rest of my goddamn life. Seasons change! Seasons of love! 925,600 minutes! Next, I don't want to spend a bunch of time introducing myself to someone. I don't I don't introduce myself. I am introduced. Oh. 
that's why we I want to just go back to when I I have like a squire and they just walk in and then they read a list of my attributes. Just your tweets off a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> I have thought I don't know if I would want to date someone who is either like what I prefer more someone who is on the internet and like familiar with Twitter and is active or has no knowledge of it at all. I mean is aware of it. <laughs> Just like someone who's never seen a computer before. <laughs> like a George of the like right. jungle situation. Yeah. I was talking about this with my friend Liz this week. He is the perfect man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, raised by apes. So he's like great with animals. His hair is gorgeous. Right. Always oiled. Mm-hmm. Smells like a, a rainforest. Mm-hmm. A little dumb, but knows how to have a good time. Right, right. Next, you have to pretend to like the shit that they like. Actually, you shouldn't. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) Don't act like a different person just because you're trying to impress someone. Also, you have to pretend like you're always this put together on like a first date. You're like, oh, this is me. Someone who doesn't spill mashed potatoes down my shirt. Not on my shirt. Down it. And then it's all caught in my chest hair and nipples because my nipples have ridges in which mashed potatoes might get stuck. Also, you have to prepare for anything to happen. What if I douche my butthole for nothing? (laughs) (laughs) You have to prepare for all contingencies. And then what if it goes terribly? Great. Great. Next, there's too much pressure to split the dessert. Is this what we're preparing for? A lifetime of having to cut the brownie in two? No! So help me God, if I'm not the one who gets to slice into the molten lava cake first, I will flip this fucking table over. Everybody knows the first stab of the molten lava cake is the only stab that matters. And all the the hot chocolate jizz comes pouring out. You don't want to. You can't share that. I was about to say you don't want to share that experience with a loved one. You can't. That's one thing. That's like lighting a dynamite on fire. You can't light it twice. Once it blows up, it's blown. Anyway, my biggest point is why can't dating just be like The Bachelorette? Except instead of The Bachelorette, it's me, and it's just a bunch of it's a bunch of hot guys competing in a series of increasingly difficult tasks in order to see me naked. That's all I want. That's all I want. Fight for me. Fucking kill one another for me. It's outrageous that they do the things that they do on The Bachelorette. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. But don't worry, we wouldn't dump you without a sensual rebound. We got Lane Moore coming up for an interview and a game right after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Fleur. Fleur creates expertly crafted, sustainably produced perfumes sold at an honest price. Fleur's scents are inspired by real moments and created by world-class perfumers. Take Moab, for instance. Moab was inspired by a road trip through the desert, all sun, sand, and openness. I like to put it on to give people the impression that I am an active sexual being who would just love to meet a stranger and hop in an all-wheel drive automobile that doesn't have doors or a roof and spend the rest of our lives driving around the dunes. 
but no one would know the difference because I smell that powerful and seductive. And picking out a scent like Moab is easy because you just go online, scroll through their gender-free fragrances, and take in each scent's corresponding photos, words, and music to see if it's the right vibe for you. All you need to do is go to Fleur.com today and use promo code UNHAPPY to get 20% off your custom Fleur sample set. Pick three scents to try and get credit towards a full-size bottle of your favorite. That's promo code UNHAPPY at Fleur.com to try three Fleur fragrances of your choice at 20% off. P-H-L-U-R dot com. My guest complainer today is one of my favorite comedians, Lane Moore. Lane is the host of Tinder Live. It's a live comedy show where she chats with people on Tinder in real time in front of a live audience, all while shitting on the most horrible parts of online dating. Uh, Her book, How to Be Alone, will be out this November, and you can pre-order it right now. Welcome to the show, Lane Moore. I'm dancing. No one can see it, so it really doesn't matter at all, but I'm dancing. You can dance all you want and no one will ever know yay and we, sad <laughs> it's like both of those i don't know why i started off such a sour now i know is that like you can you sounded like a stern father you can dance all you want and no one will ever know welcome to the we'll prison never see your joy yeah welcome we like to start off by asking everybody what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves starting a season four of The Office, it makes me angry and I refuse. I wonder if people are like, I love The Office. I'm like, really? All the seasons, not just one through three? And they're like, all of it. I'm like, you're wrong. Like, it's not. What starts on season four? Jim and Pam get together and it's like, I'm not like that I didn't want to see them together, but it's just like they're so boring together. And like Pam starts just, I don't, everybody just starts looking boring. And then like ultimately like Jim turns into this like kind of asshole. And then Pam turns into this like condescending shrew who's like a taskmaster. (laughs) And then they have like, they cycle through all these people. Like I just don't think they knew what to do. Except there is one, there was one great episode in season four. But I'm just telling you this because I was, it was the most fresh in my mind. I'm sure I hate other things way more, to be honest. But I was at a goth garden party the other day. Sure, as, as you do. Like I am always, <laughs> always that. It was my first one. But we just like sat around a cauldron and like ate vegan snacks. <laughs> it's amazing. That's for later. The point is, we were talking about the office and someone was like, let's like, I want to go to office trivia. And I was like, well, I would only know about one through three. And she was like, oh, it's so good after that. And I was like, you're wrong. I got like so angry. I was like, no, it's not. That was the most impassioned answer to that question. So you get points. That's what you wanted. Yay. <laughs> that is what I is wanted. Is this what you wanted? Me <laughs> <laughs> talking about a show I love, but the parts I don't like. Yeah. So let's talk about the the origins of Tinder Live. The very beginning, I think it was January 2014. Uh-huh. And I was living with a guy and a girl roommate at the time. And I came out and they were sitting at the kitchen table and they were both using Tinder at the same time and like didn't know it. And I like walked by and I was like, he's using Tinder, she's using Tinder. I was like, do you guys know you're both using Tinder next to each other? And they're like, what? And I was like, oh my God. So I signed up for it and sat at the table with them to be the third person at this sad Brooklyn table where we're all just on Tinder at the dinner table together. And uh, like two profiles in, I was like, can I go get my camera and we can like videotape us all going on Tinder live together? And as we're flipping and we're doing this I was like this would make an awesome comedy show like I would just have it on a big screen and like the audience could vote whether I swipe right or left I could do like live commentary there's just so much material here it'd be like mystery science theater but with tinder and like all this stuff and then yeah now I've been doing it over four years and it's like 
than the New York Times. And it's like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, just, And it's great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, you've been so great at it. You're always great on it. I saying. don't feel like I've been great at it. It's like a hard skill to it be. It kind of is. It's more more than I think it is because it's, it's, it's definitely built for my like crazy, like I have too many ideas. And right. The plus side of that is I have so many thoughts and like the downside is like I get sad fast. <laughs> <laughs> so for for people who don't know, uh, you go through Tinder live on on stage and then you have guest comedians who are yes, uh, on yes, stage yes. with you who are commenting on things. So yeah. I, I, I think I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. Now. yeah. And it's always like because you don't you don't want to be mean to people. Totally. It's always that's like always in good thing. fun. Yeah. It's all that's always the one thing that I tell people is it's just like don't talk about anybody is like. Just don't nitpick. Like, don't call somebody like fat or don't call right. somebody like ugly or something like that. It's just like, that's not, that's not the point of this. It's, we don't need to. Like, I always tell people, like, you think you're going to have to resort to that kind of humor, but like, A, that's not funny. B, it's just not fair. And it, you shouldn't think like that with anybody. But also, like, there's so much more to make fun of. Right. On Tinder that's like right there where you're just like, oh, wow, openly racist. <laughs> like, just whatever it is. Or like, yeah has a baby in every photo. Is it yours? I guess so. Or like, are you recently married? That's a wedding photo. Like, there's so many other things. So I, I, I get why people think it's just gonna be like, this man's ugly. And it's like, I, that's not even a funny show. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I also, I'm not on Tinder. I have never used Tinder. So I feel like when, I'm, when I've done your show, it's always like, I'm just- Where do like, you meet people? I, I say my dating app of choice is like Seamless or Grubhub. That's <laughs> like- <laughs> What, just like the delivery guys? <laughs> just cross my fingers. I always wanted to do that, but I had a delivery guy once who like always seemed like he was flirting with me, but I get very uncomfortable in those situations. So I was just like, here's your money and go. And he was so hot, <laughs> but I was just, I couldn't handle it. Honestly, like, the, get out of here. What the most intense relationship I've had in New York is the one with the, the man who delivered my Indian food at my first apartment because he started putting like a free rice pudding in all of my, my <gasps> orders because I ordered so much. That was the extent of our interaction. He would oh just God. say free rice pudding and then, <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> but I was like, we're in love. That's an intimacy many have never known in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, People has... don't understand. It's so lonely here. If any anybody listening is judging me, has your boyfriend uh, given you free rice pudding? I bet not. Probably I not. And not. also, break up with him. That should be like the first level of like, he gave me rice pudding, I might date him. It shouldn't be like, he gave me rice pudding. This is everything. Uh, right, right. Just with a ring just deep in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, well, that's like super extra. Right. But no, I feel like I because I hadn't really been on it. Sometimes when I've when I've done your show, it's like yeah. it's just experiencing the trauma of of Tinder. Fair <laughs> for the first time. Yeah, and they're all the it's same. Like all the dating apps are the same. It's, I love when people talk about like, oh, this app is better, and I'm like, you're wrong. Like that's <laughs> so... not true. I've done lots of the apps, and it's like they're all the same stuff because the problem. Whatever. I though I like I can feel myself getting angry. But the problem <laughs> the problem I, I don't know, I'm in like a safe space for that. But like the problem is not the apps. Like people are like, oh, it came up with this app and it's gonna be a way better way to connect. And I'm like, no, because you're still dealing with the same shitty, selfish, disinterested people who don't know how to freaking communicate, will not put in any effort, and have no interest in a real connection. Whatever. <laughs> Again, I'm trying to to bring it there and pull it back. But like no, it's, it's just true. It's so infuriating. Right. I mean part it's a waste of time. Yeah. Like, it's I want it to be better. And I've had friends who've like met on Tinder and they've gotten married. But like every time I go back in, I'm just like, 
this is where I left it. Yeah. This is why do I keep doing this? <laughs> like, this is everything I remembered. What is, like, the worst interaction you've had when, you're up, when you've been on stage and you're going oh. through Tinder Live? You know what's so funny? I love experiencing Tinder on stage as opposed to off stage. Yeah. So much more. Well, because yeah. Because it's funny and you're, and that's, like... One of the things I love about the show is it's like it's taking that loneliness and that isolation and that frustration out of it and making yeah. it into this like super positive, really funny, lighthearted thing. Right. And like my character that I play is like when I talk to guys is like I never know how to describe her. It's like maybe I should start asking people how they see her. But I always feel like she's like an 18 year old, like kind of drunk, <laughs> um, like maybe on like a lot of ecstasy but like something's not right in her brain also. So it's like altering her brain chemistry, which like wasn't good to begin with. Right. Like, cause I'll say she's like, you know, like I'm stuck in the woods or like I'm in a bathtub and I don't know how to get out. Like she's just crazy, but like men love her. Right. I so, literally said, I, yeah. I, your responses to people when you're on stage are so insane. They're like stream of consciousness. Yes. It's just like whatever absurd thing comes to your head. Yes. But the way that men respond to it yeah. is just like, it's completely normal. It's completely normal. It's the most bizarre. And that's why I like doing it on the show, because on the show, it's like this beautiful free fall into like just insanity. But like in real life, I'm like, hey, let's form like a meaningful connection. Oh, my God. These jokes are so great. But like, will you take me to a lovely dinner as well? And they're like, no. And I'm like, "Okay, good day. Like, it's awful. Yeah, But on the show, it's like they'll play. And like, I love when the guys will joke back. But it's just I don't know. It's just hard to know. What Tinder is, because there are people who are like, well, what do you expect? It's a hookup app. And then there are people who are like, I met my wife there. Like, I have so many friends of mine this year who got married people only met on Tinder. So I'm like, I know those people are there, but are, are they all dead? Are they all married? Like, do the, <laughs> yeah. the ones I would have liked. So they just prank that they're all playing on us? I don't know. But I, I like, the way I look at it, I'm like, there has to be someone out there who feels exactly, I thought, past tense there had to be someone out there who felt like i felt and wanted what i wanted yeah and would have stumbled upon me and been like yay but even when i get like super likes like i had a guy super like me this week and um explain what super liking is again is that where you like pay for it what is any (laughs) (laughs) it's only because tinder is like foreign to me i know i know i know it's just I used to think super likes meant something, and now I know the truth. I don't mean anything. But (laughs) super likes, so you get one every 24 hours. I think maybe you get more if you pay for them. But everybody gets one every 24 hours. And it's like, if you stumble upon someone, like if you stumble on Harry Styles, you'd be like super like, because it means that they'll definitely see your profile. Right. Whereas the other ones, like they might not, and maybe you're like out of their age range or location range, or you might not just pop up, but like you can make sure that they'll see your profile and know that they're really interested in you. Yeah. which is nice if that's remotely what it seemed to mean. Nine times out of ten, when I get super liked, they don't write me at all. And I'm like, you were so excited about me that you used your one per 24 hour super like to let me know that. Do you think the ball's in my court now? No, you still have to show me who you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just... I'm not chill at all. Like, with the, I don't know how to be chill. No, I mean, I want to be like, courted. I don't know. Whatever. It's so <laughs> depressing that there are now, like, such new ways to be, like, disappointed by other people. Precisely. I could just be disappointed by people in the traditional ways. Precisely. Well, and it's... I don't know if it's just, like, what I'm looking for, but I don't think it is because... Like, I tour with Tinder Live and, like, all around the country, people tell me the same things happen there. So, like, it's really easy, which I think is another cool part of the show, is that, like, when you, I think when you when you come to the show and you see all these people getting mad at the same things you get mad at when people do and, like, getting frustrated and disappointed by the same things you get, it's, like, 
you realize like, oh, it's not just me who's like disappointed and feels alienated and alone and like isn't getting the responses I want. Right. We're no one's getting the responses they want. Like no one's really that satisfied with this. And I yeah. think it takes the sting out because even I like I've been hosting this show for years, but this week, it just took until this conversation to make me realize, remember, Elaine, you're not the only one who's frustrated by this. You literally have a show that proves yeah. it's lots of people. And you you did. You just went on tour, right? How many yeah. cities was it? I think it was like 30 or something like that. But yeah, it was it was good. And I played a lot of the places that like you had played, which was beautiful because right. when I would go into town, it'd be like, we just had that bell side. I'm like, <laughs> my friend! Because I said it I like know, that in I that cool it. way. My friend! <laughs> I saw it every time you were in a new city. I was like, oh, I was just at that place. I know. It felt really nice. I do want to to pivot and and ask about your book. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your book is called How to Be Alone. What what is the premise? Yeah. So, um, you know, the 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 quick the quickest the quickest way to say it would be like it kind of explores loneliness in all its forms. But um I wanted to write a book for people whose like families weren't perfect because I do feel like we I know that I'm not the only person watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette and just being like, everyone's life was just like really great and their families are perfect and their parents are still together and they love them so much. Cool. Yeah. Like, I know I'm not the only person who feels that way, but like, we don't talk about it and the world is really positioned in a way that's like always kind of made me feel like shit because. I don't know. I feel like every Christmas it's like spend time with your family who you love and loves you and is always taking care of you. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's right. I'm supposed to have one of those. And I'm the only one who doesn't because everyone else sees this and isn't getting sad and like things like that. And so I wanted to basically I know that for me, I had a really difficult childhood to say the very least. And um, not having that baseline connection that you're supposed to have, quote unquote, um, as an adult, I know has impacted me in so many ways, the ways I'm able to like make friendships, let people in, date, what have you. And the more I've talked to people, even people who initially told me they had great families are not able to connect because their families weren't that great and they hadn't let themselves express it. And I just think that so I think there needs to be a sea change Um with the way that we talk about the way that we're connecting or not connecting, like I do feel like this is the loneliest we've kind of ever been as a society, but we have more, I mean, it's like, I know this is, it's like been said a million times, but nobody ever really explores the depth of why, but it's like, we have all these ways to stay connected and like everyone wants to die. (laughs) (laughs) We have more ways to express our despair now. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting and people will, the most they'll talk about it is they'll be like, isn't this interesting? We have all these ways to connect, but no one's connected. And that's where it ends. And I'm like, Oh, I'll take that on. I can tell you right now. Like, you know, and I wanted to go into that and I, you know, I talk about, uh, all the ways that, um, movies and TV have like kind of ruined me for like real love. And I talk about Jim Halpert and I talk about all these things. Like, you know, we get all these messages about like what a family should be, what friends are, what a loved one should do for you, what, you know, how you should meet your partner, how they should treat you, all these things. And I think we're all finding that we don't have any of that and feel like we're the only ones. And so I wanted to write a book for those people (laughs) what was the process of it like did it feel like oh it was hell like I've been (laughs) near death every single day for like two years (laughs) I feel like you and I have talked about this off off the podcast yeah Yeah, we have Um, have. it was awful like and because I don't know it's like I I talked to some friends of mine who like wrote like lighter books and they're like oh my god I know it was so hard and I'm like 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me like included. Yeah, but it's like, but I I get it because it's like, I can imagine the stress of just purely writing a book and figuring out what right, to say. Right. Like, I can imagine that. But I think when you're also reliving your lifelong traumas 24 hours a day, it's a very different book process. Yeah. Just that's all. No, that's, no, know. yeah. I I think that's what, there. there's the, like, hard part of actually having to write, like, yeah. 100,000 words or something. Right, like right, that. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh then God. there is the, yeah, when you're, when you're like re bringing up a lot of these things. Yeah. Part of, I remember there was a, one chapter that I was writing where it was like, I was writing about a friend I had in college. And we had like this terrible friend breakup. Yeah. And I like went back and read every Facebook message we sent to one another because yeah. it's all preserved. Yeah. Because the future. In Amber. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's like I just had to like sift through thousands of messages where yeah. it just like relived my embarrassment. Exactly. But then you also like, you in order to write it well you have to put yourself very much in that place like for me like I will put myself in a like I will listen to the music I listen to then I will really like immerse myself into like how did I feel at this point in my life to the point where I can actually do it and I'm like fuck I'm 13 <laughs> I fuck this fuck this and I have to be like reminded like Lane you're an adult lady now you have a lot of things you're yeah. not terrified all the time I mean you are but for different reasons now and <laughs> things like that but you know I think I th- the hardest thing for me, I don't know if you went through this, but the hardest thing for me was how do I describe these painful things in a way where I'm being heard clearly, I'm being understood clearly. I want to be very clear about this. And like when I assigned blame, quote unquote, I wanted to be very kind of compassionate about it because I didn't want to write like I have a lot of unfortunately and fortunately, I have a lot of compassion for a lot of people who've hurt me. Mm-hmm. And then when I would, you know face those problems sometimes I would just land on like well maybe you just say that because I think there are a lot of people who are like my dad was shitty but and he abused me but I know he was abused and how do you deal with that and so I just ended up saying that and it's just like I feel conflicted yeah in the same way that a lot of people I think do instead of being like oh do I paint this person in my life as a monster or an angel and it's like I think they're both yeah, um, we're almost out of time, but sure. we we have a game we call, I'm yes. using game loosely, Bowl of Shit Talk, where um, some of these things are pulled from your Twitter, mm-hmm. and it's just a topic, and then um Just like, these we'll are people you've priddle, pr- previously shit on. <laughs> Not specific people, although Iggy Azalea, it will be the first one. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, thoughts? I haven't thought about her in, like, years. Is she still <laughs> around? We, we dove deep. Um not knowing whether or not to hug someone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm i a hugger. I want to hug people. And I don't actually, I don't think I always want to hug people. I just, I get very scared because I don't know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I don't know what you're supposed to do in every situation. And I want to make the other person feel as comfortable as possible. If I'm supposed to like shake your hand, then I wish I just knew to shake your hand. I'll do that. But like, is that informal? Should I have been like more loving? I don't know. But then sometimes you hug the person and they stiff like a freaking sandwich board and you're like oh you didn't want that and now I've like violated you when I was trying to show you that I'm warm and affectionate and I appreciate I hate it so much especially when it's like a a mixed group or if it's like some people you're on a hugging basis with and then you end up hugging everyone goodbye (laughs) and you're like now all our bodies are touching yeah but then you have to be like I'm a hugger even though you're not but I'm not (laughs) like I am and 
I'm not. Like, right. But it, I think the most ridiculous part of it is that, like, we all know what's happening. <laughs> we all know, like, we shouldn't be hugging, but we're doing it anyway. <laughs> and you can, I think that's what it is, because, like, I'm a really sensitive person. And so, like, I can, I, I do feel like I, I just sound so woo and that's fine. But I feel like I feel people's energy more and I can absolutely in that moment feel them going, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, me neither. <laughs> but then it's like but awkward that's, if you that don't. But what we're supposed to do. I like, yeah. what if I didn't do it? And I feel like, right. I think there was a moment in my life where I was like, you just have to hug them anyway. Yeah. I, I think don't? I've I've reached that point where it's just like, you just have to power through. Um, <laughs> when strangers ask for directions and then don't say thank you. That enrages me. <laughs> Does that enrage you? Yeah. It enrages me. Although, to be fair, I feel like I've <sighs> give, confidently given people the wrong directions before, <laughs> and then they shouldn't thank me. Cause... I just, if I'm on my way somewhere, like, it just, it just doesn't take that much to do. Like, if you've asked somebody to take time out of their day, and they don't know you, and they're, like, on their way, and a lot of times I have headphones on, and people are like, hey, 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 hey. I'm like, you made me take my headphones <laughs> off, and you couldn't even say thank you? Yeah. I think I didn't want to give you directions, but when someone's like, "Hey, I'm so sorry. Do you mind if you blah 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 blah? Thank you so much. I feel so happy about that interaction. Right. That's fine. I gave you something you appreciated. When someone's like, "Hey, where's blah 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 blah?" and I'm like, "Blah blah 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 blah," and they're like, and I'm like, "I hate this." <laughs> Where can people find you and your work? Yeah, I'm Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Hello Lane Moore. Um, my website is lanemore.org um, and yeah that's where you can like pre-order the book and do all that stuff and Tinder Live there is a Tinder Live Instagram it's at Tinder Live and then like Facebook you get it Lane Moore Tinder Live what have you everything just Google Google Lane just do it just like spend the rest of your night tonight just obsessively being like she has a band and a comic book like I what else are you doing just go to go deep perfect thank you so much for coming thank you on for having me. I'm so glad bye bye We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down. Barry, do you have a chaser? I do. I do have a chaser. What is it? Just more television recommendations. And because (laughs) the only thing that makes me happy is television. So there are two shows. One is more just one that I really like and I've been having a lot of fun watching, which is Lady Dynamite. Mm -hmm. It's insane. And I love it so much. It's just so free (laughs) it's just like unrestrained and like it feels like it's straight from her brain to the screen i love it so that's one but the one that really like this show truly makes me happy i've been watching it with alex and (laughs) after we watched like the fourth episode i think i was just like no show makes you feel this way and alex just goes so warm (laughs) The show is talking, or is Joe Para talks with you? Have you seen it? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh my god, it's on Adult Swim. It's only fifteen minute episodes, and it's just this comedian Joe Para. Each episode is just a thing that he likes, and he's like, an, it lives in Upper Peninsula, Michigan, is where it's set, and he just, it's it's just so sweet and earnest, but also funny. Like you are laughing, it you you like want to cry because it's so sweet, but it doesn't actually make you cry. It's that weird space between those two things, and it really just makes makes me happy i haven't finished it and there's a chance that it'll like suddenly turn dark and horrible but the first couple of episodes that i've watched they just make you so happy is it funny yeah it's a it's a comedy but it's like funny in a very specific way maybe if we play a clip it'll help people understand 
Hello, my name is Joe Para, and did the thunder wake you too, or was it something else? Perhaps you're nervous about starting something new, a new job, a new baby, a new pair of dress shoes you're stressed about breaking in. Maybe you're waiting for the cast list to go up, or perhaps your debut album is coming out tomorrow, and you're worried that people will say you're ripping off Bruce Springsteen. Well, you're nothing like Bruce Springsteen. You're not from New Jersey. You're from Delaware. You make dubstep. Your hair's been thinning for years. You're five foot one inch tall. You have no teeth. You're all gums. Your microphone is just an old vacuum cleaner. You perform on your hands and knees, and you sing about Fashion Week. It's just. It's the least cynical thing I've ever seen in my whole life. And What's I, wrong with him? Basically, it's the opposite of this show. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> and uh, it makes me really happy. It really does. It makes all the bad things go down. What about you? What's your chaser this week? My chaser is a simple one. I'm taking it all the way back. I'm giving it up for the classic, the almighty, the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I feel like I whenever I'm at the grocery store I, a I never know what to buy cuz I'm I, I can't my brain needs to see food already prepared in order to understand how to put it in my mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't just I don't I don't just go to the grocery store and get groceries unless I have a very specific recipe in mind. But that's how you grocery shop. You know what you're going but to make. That's the thing. I don't think far enough in advance to like have a recipe. Right. I'm just like, I am hungry. I would like to eat now, please. And then I go to the grocery store. But the one thing that I always know how to make is a PB and J. I'm not I wanna be clear, I'm not making myself PB and J for dinner. I'm not that depressed. You just order a chicken salad sandwich <laughs> to arrive at your door at eleven forty five PM after watching a couple make up. But yeah, you're not. Wow, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> you didn't have to just read my entire life. I had such a rich, full day, full of socializing. No. I'm so sorry. And it was just the last half hour that got so really peanut butter, sad. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches make you happy. Let's focus on that again. I'm sorry. It's not my place. It is a particularly sad chaser after an entire episode where I'm like, fuck love. <laughs> Eat a PB&J by yourself. <laughs> I, I'm very daunted by the practice of actually cooking my own food. I'm right. trying to get better. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to force myself to like make lunch instead of going out and buying it. And I can always rely on a PB&J. It tastes good. It tastes good. It's a classic. It tastes good. And that's it. Thanks for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Josh Gwynn, Claire Ty, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Jenna Weiss-Berman, and this week's sponsor, Fleur. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Belisai. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye-bye. Thank you.
How did they find George of the Jungle? 